Hey everyone, I'm Kari. Hello everyone, I am Bree. And this is CSI Talk. Hey everyone, I'm Kari. Hello everyone, I am Bree. And this is CSI Talk. Hey everyone, welcome back. Another week, another episode of CSI Talk. Hi. Before we get into today's episode, we just want to let everyone know that this is a safe space for you. This is always going to be a safe space for you. This is our uh, CSI family and we love each and every one of you. I feel like someone out there and needs to listen to this right now you are important and we care about you even though you feel like people don't care about you we do and we love you and you are important so csi cbs the instagram account they released some pictures from behind the evidence that's what they say behind the evidence we can actually see a lot from what they posted the first picture is from penny and chris i think they are at a crime scene it seems like they are in the crime scene because they are wearing their vests and engagement ring is nowhere to be seen because she is wearing gloves and I think they could be at the hospital because they're going to have a case in the hospital. I don't know. Penny is holding something. I don't know what it is. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a CSI. But it seems to me that it could be something to detect radiation. I don't know. Maybe they are dealing with a body that died of radiation exposure. And it seems to me that... Chris and Penny are the ones that are actually engaged. You guys cannot see, but Brie is smiling so broadly. Well, if they are together and if they are engaged, uh, Chris, a little word for you. You break my girl's heart and I'm going to come for you. I thought you could say you break my girl's heart or break your bones. You know, that seems really better. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> Let me say it with, with, uh, <laughs> with a starting tone again. Um, Chris, let me just say something. You break my girl's heart. <laughs> it, it, but straight face. Okay, let me see. Chris, let me say something. If you break my girl's heart, I'll break your bones. We'll break your bones, one by one, because Penny is our girl, and we love all, her. All 206 of them. She's our girl. We love her. But if you're not her fiancé, and her fiancé is someone else, it serves you too. You'll break her heart, we'll break your bones, one by one. The second picture is Max. God, she always looks so beautiful. She always looks so beautiful. Whoever makes her look so beautiful, I hope you're having a great day. 
Seriously, I hope you're having a great day. And I think she's wearing a wig. And, and if she is, that's just literally one of the best wigs I've seen on television. <laughs> because I've seen some very bad wigs. Trust me, I, I've, I've been re-watching Pretty Little Liars. And there's questionable wigs on that show. And girl... There's questionable wigs in every show. We need uh, to talk about this... The wig that Sarah wore in the season 15 episode. She's still my girl, even though she's wearing a questionable wig. And then we have the picture that I actually really want to talk about. Somehow, the CSIs are not going to be able to release Folsom, Josh Folsom, from jail. And he's going to be sent to, according to his orange jumpsuit, because he's going to be wearing an orange jumpsuit, is Clark County Jail. I wasn't thinking. Clearly, because I was in shock to see, I was still in shock to see my man on an orange jumpsuit. But then when I sent this picture to my Twitter friend, you know, because we are on the Josh Apologist Club and we're single-handedly keeping the the Ransom fandom alive, she's like, bestie, zoom in. And when we zoom in the picture... Ellie is there. She's there to see him. No, but seriously, you know what I think? I think Josh is going to tell Max because he's not going to tell Serena that. He's going to tell Max to not let Ellie see him like that. So he's probably going to say, Max, don't let Ellie come here and see me like this. Please don't let her come here and see me. And she's going to come and see him anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what it proves that Ransom is endgame. They are endgame. Ransom is endgame. I remember when the show first started, I think it was Jason Tracy that said that Ransom was going on the same trajectory or direction as GSR, which means that it would be a slow burn type of thing. But if they take seven seasons to get together, I'll be... I don't know how I'm going to be. I'm probably going to be screaming, crying, throwing up. But I'm going to be there watching. The next picture is Penny on a completely wrecked car. I think the car has been burned. Not beyond recognition because I know my girl is going to find something. And I think she's holding a camera. She's taking pictures and she is inside a crime scene because she's not on the lab. And she's also wearing a vest. A good way to know when the when the CSIs are not on the crime scene is to see their vest. Also, on the crime scene is also Max and Serena. And it seems like Max is wearing the same clothes that she was wearing on the first pic of the same post and it appears that Serena is also wearing the same clothes that she was wearing when she went to see uh, Josh in jail. Yeah, so great to know. Also, on IMDb, they release a new plot summary for the first episode of season three of CSI Vegas. The first episode of season three is going to be called The Reap. And the plot is, with their respected colleague Josh Folson under arrest for the death of Con Shaft, the man responsible for killing Folson's mother, the CSI team comes through every crumb of forensic evidence to determine his innocence or guilt, which is something that 
we have speculated before. I think probably on the breakdown of the season finale of season two, that the very first episode of season three would be that the, that the CSIs would go through the crime scene and see if he was guilty or innocent. Being a judge apologist myself, I don't think he did it, but I don't think that they're going to find a lot of evidence for him to be released from jail, at least not right now. That is also a great key to our next segment. We have previously stated that we were going to have a serious episode, as we usually do. But this year, we're going to make something different. While we do have a theory as to how they're going to let Josh out of jail, we decided that we are only going to make this theory public after we watch the very first episode of season three. So we're going to watch the first episode of season three together, as we usually do, because we watch the entirety of season two to get none of the entirety, most of the episode of season two together. We'll and, try to, because yeah. we don't, we don't know because time change isn't such an evil. Yeah, but we try to watch most of the episodes of season two together. And as such, we would watch a few episodes of So Have We Todd. We are going to watch the first episode of season three of CSA Vegas together. And then after our breakdown, we are going to have a theory, theory debate. What are our thoughts? What do we think it's going to happen? And yeah, this is what we're going to do. But today we're actually going to cover the final episode on our CSI New York sequence, but we're going to come back with CSI New York as well. And the episode that we're covering is from season six and is episode 19, Redemption. And the official synopsis of the episode is Dr. Hawks is trapped in a cell block during a security breach orchestrated by a familiar face from CSI's past, and the only person who can help him get to safety is the death row inmate who murdered his sister. Well, this episode is quite brilliant, actually, because I remember the first time that I watched this episode, I was like, I don't remember watching some episodes from CSI in which a CSI gets trapped inside a prison. Well, anyway, so it's rainy and there's going to be an execution and Hawks arrives at the Pennsylvania State Correctional Center because he was called to witness the execution of Reggie Tyford or Tyford because he requested it. And Hawks doesn't know why he was requested to watch the execution. I think this is a normal thing in the United States. Some states in the United States still have the death penalty. Some countries don't have the death penalty. My country doesn't have the death penalty for a very long time now. Actually, the last time the death penalty was used was used during the empire and it caused a revolution. I kid you not, it literally caused a revolution. Sorry, I, I did watch the latest Salmon to Hunger Games yesterday and i have forgotten how those movies go actually what happens is that this guy 
Reggie Tifford, he killed Hawk's older sister. Mm. Imagine being Hawk's. You go and to this execution of a prisoner that you don't even know. Didn't Hawks even search on the database who this guy was and what they, no, they didn't know he came. But see, there was no proof of who killed his sister at that time. Search on the CSI database, like who this guy was, like what crimes was he accused of? Because like, I remember Catherine being asked by... I can remember, I can remember the episode, but I remember that Catherine was asked by the family members of the victim of the bullpen killer or, or the partner of the bullpen killer to go and witness the execution of this guy. Do, do you remember this, this episode? I can't remember yeah. the, the name of the episode. And also when he's about to be executed, the actual bullpen killer drops a body in the CSI's lap and they have to investigate it and they postpone the execution but in the end she ends up watching the execution and also criminal minds they have an episode called riding the lightning it's it's a very heavy and upsetting episode the whole team of the profilers including larcia they have to go and and interview two killers well anyways if you're living in the united states or if you don't the united states the different states of the country have different methods to kill the inmates. In this specific episode of Riding the Lightning, it was a nod to the fact that they would be killed by the electric chair. Which in a lot of states actually, I don't think a lot of states do the chair anymore. There's also a lot of states have just plain out outlawed the death penalty. We just have to pay for them in taxes until they die. Because the death penalty is actually more expensive for tax reasons than it is for life sentence. Yeah, but I think I've seen a, a recent, it was quite recent actually, I've seen on the news that it was quite expensive to buy the necessary equipment to unalive an inmate than to actually keep them alive until they eventually pass away. There is also that that whole issue of human rights and all of that. Like, do they deserve human rights if they committed a lot of crimes, you know? Or uh, if they committed a particular crime, do they deserve rights and all of that? Well, anyways, Hawks goes and sits down to witness the execution, but the guard drops dead right before he has to administer the lethal injection. Hawks calls Mac. The two of them are like, oh, okay, there's blood around the guard's mouth and there is a smell coming from the body. He was poisoned by cyanide. Cyanide will leave an almond smell on a body. I'm pretty sure you guys see in the movies that Sometimes someone will swallow a pill or bite on a pill, mostly on espionage movies, and they will die instantly and will create foam. No, that is actually cyanide. The warden, Davis Allestein, 
he decides to put the prison on lockdown and Reggie execution has to be postponed. There is a bigger problem going on because now a state trooper attacks a guard and his gun goes off and hits all the controls on the lock and immediately releases all the inmates. It's literally hell on earth. Like, mm-hmm. all the inmates are released on this prison. And Hawks is inside. What are they going to do? The inmates decides to riot. And they started to attack each other. And the guards. This is literally Hunger Games. Right? Yep. This is literally Hunger Games. If you guys are not familiar with the Hunger Games, this is... Or the the books or the movie. This is a movie is based on books by Susan Collins. It's basically a dystopian world. In the United States, there's a war that broke, that broke the United States, and it was the United States was divided on thirteen this this districts. But after the war, I broke down only twelve remains, and then the Hunger Games happens, and. Two tributes from every district has to be taken over by the capital and put in an arena to fight to the death. So yeah, this is Hunger Games, but with killers, rapists, and all of the worst criminals that you can ever imagine thrown together. One of the prisoners is Shane Casey. And Hawks... It's like, oh my God, that is Shane Casey. But before he can get to Casey to bring him back to his cell, he is saved by Reggie because apparently Hawks was going to die. And let me remind you all, Hawks hate Reggie because Reggie famously murdered Hawks' sister, apparently. But Hawks doesn't know yet. Hawks doesn't know yet what happened, but Reggie starts to protect Hawks in this whole riot, and Hawks is like, what? What is going on? Now, Hawks calls the CSI, and the CSI knows what what is happening. They know a riot has broken out on the prison, and they try to call the authorities to get Hawks out to let them know that one of their own is inside the prison to get them out. The team also know that Denny's badge was stolen by Shane Casey. This is uh, important information, but they don't know why Shane Casey would steal Denny's badge. Like, why? Why? Why was his badge stolen? They don't know that yet. They just dropped this information out of nowhere. Apparently, Hawks called them up. He was like, there's a riot going on. And Meg was like, yeah, we've been no. <laughs> we know what's going on. And also, Meg tells him, yeah, also, Danny's badge was stolen by Casey. I don't know how they did not put in two and two together. And was like, oh, so Shane Casey probably orchestrated all of this so he could ex- escape prison with Danny's badge pretending to be Danny so he could go after Danny, but they didn't. Mac 
gets the blueprints of the prison to try and help Hawks break out because the authorities, they don't care that Hawks is inside. They're just going to go full in and put order into the place. Reggie, he tells Hawks that he has to put a prison uniform to stay safe. But one question, though, why would he put a prison's uniform? Like, I understand that from the point of view, like, okay, you need to blend in so people won't know that you're a CSI and try to come for you because you probably put half of these people into this place. But when the authorities come in, they're going to think you're a prisoner and they're going to put you inside of one of those cages. It's going to take a lot longer for you to prove that you're not a prisoner. That's when Hawks finds out that Reggie killed his sister. And that is a lot. Hawks was in a lot of stress already because he was probably like, out of everyone in this building, I cannot let Shane Casey get away. And now I find out that this one person that I came here to watch the execution tells me that he killed my sister and he just wanted to ask me for my forgiveness. Like, that is a lot. This guy is under stress right now. He is stressed out of his mind. He's in the trenches. You know, he's on his stress area right now. And Reggie just dropped this information. Mm -hmm. It would be a lot better if, if Hawks find this out later. Like, after everything was said and done, after Hawks was already safe inside the lab, and Mac would be like, yeah, by the way, Reggie... He killed your sister. But anyways, Reggie wanted his forgiveness and Hawks wouldn't give in. Hawks actually assumed that his sister was one, one on drugs when she was killed. Because ap apparently his sister was a drug addict. But Reggie tells Hawks that his sister was actually clean. And if you need any reason to get clean from any addiction, this is your sign right now. It, it takes a lot of work, but it is worth it. The Hawk's sister actually tried to help Reggie to get clean as well. But he was really high and he killed her. And he panicked when the police arrived and he told them that she was actually killed by their dealer when she was trying to buy drugs that's why hawks always thought that his sister was actually on drugs when she died now reggie was trying to make up for the fact that she that he had murdered hawks sister by helping hawks stay alive okay makes sense hawks decides to send a picture of the prisoners to this to his team because he still has his cell phone. We would have think that they would have cell phone blockers around this prison, but apparently they don't. Can somebody explain that to me? Apparently they don't. In the world of CSI, they don't. Even on CSI Miami, prisoners are able to snake cell phones in and communicate with each other, with other people outside of prison and they don't have cell phone blockers 
But anyway, Hawk sends a picture to the team, but he and Reggie's, they are interrupted by three prisoners because they have captured the warden. They have successfully captured the warden and they have never seen Hawks before. So they're like, who are you? Who are you? I've never seen you before. What crimes have you committed? They start to beat the warden and Reggie intervenes and tells them oh you're gonna need the warden alive when the authorities come because they are coming of course they're coming and it makes sense the team decides to use the blueprints that to get hawks and reggie to shane case's cell that's where hawks finds to get to peaches actually the peaches more the source of the cyanide. Apparently, Shane Case is some sort of a scientist himself. You know, cut to normal Osborne saying, I'm a bit of a scientist myself. I'm something of a scientist myself. At least you know, you know. Shane Casey was the one that killed the guard. How did he kill the guard? I don't know, but he managed to kill the guard with the cyanide. And Hawks realizes that Shane Casey is going to use the straight trooper to walk him out of the prison. That's his plan all along. He caused the prison riots to escape. Shane Casey shows up out of nowhere and he traps Hawks and Reggie inside. He tells Hawks that he has an appointment to keep and then he runs off. Hawks is able to tell Danny and Lindsay why Reggie wanted him to witness his execution because Reggie was the one that famously murdered his sister. The the CSIs don't even know that Hawks had a sister. Some people keep things private because it seemed like the sister had some drug issues. Or some, some people keep some things private because they don't want to be lost. It's not even gossip. It's because they don't have anything to do with them. Well, anyways, Ox is able to use sulfuric acid from a battery in the device that they use to track the prisoners to break through the bars of the cell so he and Reggie can escape. In the episode, he actually debates whether or not he should let Reggie go. He's like, should I keep going and let this guy here or bring him with me. But he ends up bringing Reggie with him because he decides to take the high road. I mean, not a lot of people can take the high road, Hawks. Certainly not one of them. Casey meets up with the straight trooper and he has an NYPD uniform for him. You guys are putting the pieces together now? Yeah, he stole Danny, Danny's badge. And he wanted the uniform so he could, because he was a stalker. Hmm. The trooper actually begged Shane Casey to tell the person that he was working with to let his family go. But when Shane hears Hawks and Reggie coming, 
he decides to murder the trooper and run away. Shane is able to walk through the door and the police let him go. How did they not even find that a bit odd that a policeman was walking out of the riot, smiling and unscattered? Did they not find that any suspicious? Can somebody explain to me how the police did not find that any suspicion? Anyways, he and Hawks, they get out of the prison, but then Reggie ends up getting murdered. I mean, he was going to... You know, it's, it's not funny, but he was going to get a death sentence in the beginning of the episode, and he was delayed because Shane Casey decides to cause a prison riot. And in the end, he ended up dying because of Shane Case's actions. Mm -hmm. Well, Shane identifies himself as Officer Messer. Messer is this Danny's last name. Hawks is detained because he's in a prison uniform. And Hawks is able to return to the lab. Probably Max walks in really angry. He's probably like, he's one of my team. He was here to watch death sentence being carried out. And now you guys are literally trying to make him one of your one of your prisoners. If I was Mac, I would probably be really mad. You, you, anyways, you guys know that I famously have a problem with Mac. This is not a slander to Mac Taylor. Some of you probably love Mac Taylor. I'm not slandering Mac Taylor, but... Me and Mac Taylor have some problems. We have some issues. We have some issues and I'm working on those issues with Mac Taylor because he seems like a really nice guy. I'm talking about him as if he exists, but you guys know that I famously have some issues with him. But anyway, Hawks goes back to the lab and then he tells the team that the Trooper's family is safe and there is an APB out on Shane. This APB would not work in the end because in the end, Lindsay would be the one that would take <laughs> care of, yeah, Lindsay would be the one that would take care of Shane. His and, life became DOA. Well, in the end of the episode, Hawks takes flowers to his sister's grave and starts to tell her about his life. Question, do you think Mac knew about Hawk's sister? No. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. You know what? I think he did because he was the supervisor and it's literally his job to know about these things. I'm not saying that Grissom would have known about it. If it had been Grissom, he would probably not care to know. Grissom would not have cared to know. Max would have probably known because we do think that as said by Josh in the series premiere that Max knew about his family's problems with the law and she still took a bet on him. Horatio would have probably known and would have probably do something about it. I think Max knew about it but just didn't push Hawks to tell him until Hawks was ready to say something about it. Grissom wouldn't be bothered to know and I'm saying this even after I tweeted that Grissom is one of, was one of my favorite characters and Grissom is one of my favorite characters in television. The thing is that I'm saying this because of that one episode that Sarah is acting out and she gets suspended and Grissom goes after her to ask her what is wrong and she tells him about 
what happened to her when she was a child. Granted, it was probably sealed. Those records was were, were probably sealed because she was a child and he couldn't, you know, ask the court to have them sealed because those things happened way back. But he, he could have asked her before. He could have do something about it, do something about this. But he didn't. He didn't bother to do it until it was it was not too late, but he didn't bother to do it until it was almost too late. But I think Mac knew and he didn't say anything because Hux appears to be a very private person and he did a transition because he was previously a coroner and then he did a transition to become a CSI. I think it was Max's responsibility to know what happened to members of his team. I'm not saying this because I'm watching Criminal Minds and I know that the, the unit chief will know some things about the members of his team. I'm saying this because exactly what happened to Hawk's sister would have been, to the best of my knowledge, would have probably been something that would be on the news or probably something that Mac would have known when he hired Hawks as a CSI or as a medical examiner. He would probably be like, oh, this guy had a sister, but it's not something that necessarily Danny or Lindsay would know because Hawks was a CSI just like them. Stella probably would know something like that too because Stella is on the same page as Catherine and now CSI Vegas, Catherine basically resumed a parole in the lab as the right hand. But now we have Max, Max and Catherine leading the lab while Allie is the supervisor of the shift, taking a responsibility just like Grissom. And I'm, I've been talking to my Twitter friend about it. I think it's going to be something just like GSR when probably if they are able to clear Josh, Josh is going to come back. He's probably going to be demoted. He's a CSI level three. I think he's going to be a CSI level two when he comes back. He's going to be on the same situation as Sarah when she had the breakdown. Was in season five before? Season, season four, she started the break at the end of season four. Is when she got caught drunk driving. Yeah, so I think Josh is probably going to be on the same situation. Because his mother just died and he got sent to jail. Yeah. So and season three is when she was cheated on. I think Josh is a good parallel to Sarah and Allie is a good parallel to Grissom. I know that not a lot of people agree with, with this opinion. And I'm okay with that. Okay, I'm okay with that. I'm just saying it appears so. Even though Josh had a troubled relationship with his mother, he would have feel like this. And he got sent straight to jail. And then he's probably going to come back at some point. And he is going to be not on his best era. How is that going to affect his relationship with Serena? How is that going to affect his work, honestly? And his relationship with everyone else especially Allie and Max Max because Max is his was his healthiest relationship in a motherly way because she was his model role you know since I mean for a really long time also I really want to see how he's gonna be inside the jail because apparently he's got some relatives inside jail at some point in season two 
He told Allie that he always thought it was really nice the way uh, the cops were able to put his uncle in jail. So he's got some relatives inside the place. It's probably not going to be like it was, for example, Spencer Reed in Criminal Minds when he was in his prison era. I'm not saying it's going to be easier because he's probably got family there, but he's probably going to be judged like, oh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, stuff like that. And it's probably going to be like, yeah, because my mother died and then took revenge on the person that did it. I don't think he did it. Rhea thinks he did it. I don't know. I'm, I need more evidence. That's, that's, is Penny's point. I think Penny must have followed the evidence. Well, Rhea, what are we covering next week? I'm going to be torturing Kari next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was torturing myself this way. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword. We're going to be covering Forget Me Not, which is the antithesis to Valentine's Day episode. Famously, I'm going to have a rough time with this. So bear with me in this episode, will you? Thank you. Yeah, it came out just days after Valentine's Day in 2013. It came out on February 20. The only but, good thing that came out of that episode was Sarah wearing the red leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah. It's anti-thesis Valentine's Day episode. Because we're going to be releasing it on Valentine's Day. Well, it's Valentine's Day. As in February 14th. And also, we're going to be releasing those very cheesy Valentine's Day's post that we always do. God, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to hate every single second of it. Yeah, Bree's smiling so broadly right now. Yeah, but I'm going to hate every single second of it. Yeah, I am too. But come on, we got to do something anti-Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day when we don't have Valentine's and I probably never will. Well, never say never. God, I'm really going to hate this. I'm going to hate every single second. Can you guys hear me dying? It doesn't sound like you're dying. Well, because I feel like. Well, that's all, folks. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a Taylor Swift song to summarize what I'm feeling. Hold on. Oh, yes, I got one. Bad blood. This is literally what I'm feeling right now. Hey, I got bad blood with that episode. You know what? Now I'm speaking directly to Nick Stokes and Greg Sanders. Greg Sanders (laughs) stands right now. You forgive, you forget, but you never let it go. You forgive, but you're you forget, to let but you never let it go. Let it go. Don't hold it back anymore. You forgive, you forget, but you never let it go. This is exactly how I feel. I'm not even going to start because I'm going to say all of my thoughts so, on the next, let's just next week. Let's end it here. Yeah, so uh, we love you guys so, so much. Thank you for listening. Please drink your water. Keep yourself warm if you're living on the northern hemisphere. If you're living in the, on the south hemisphere, please drink your water because it's been really hot lately. So drink your water. Keep yourself hydrated. Keep yourself safe too. We love you guys so, so much. Don't, don't forget to follow us on our social media. Bye. Love ya. Bye.